Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are with our green room weekend recap, Big Ten rundown, show, yeah. rewind, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but here we are. It's Sunday Sunday morning. We're going to recap Michigan State football, Big Ten football in general. Um, I'm Matt Charbonneau, of course, joined by Tony Paul here. Um, uh, it, I, so I, I'll sum up this real quick. Um, this weekend went exactly how we expected, right? Everything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm obviously we're we're being a little sarcastic, but um, here's what I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, here's no, here's what I'm certain of. I'm certain Mm -hmm. of one thing, and I don't think this will change. I'm certain that we don't have any idea what this season's going to bring for us. And and I, it's it's easy to say some years when you're like, oh wow, there's results we didn't expect. But this, what we're seeing, football in this environment with no fans, all the, it is so odd when you're there. It's so different that I'm not sure we can draw any real strong conclusions from week to week. I mean, you sit not just in Michigan and Michigan state, look around the big 10, look around the country. Each week seems like it's its own little thing. You know, I, it's just, it's just difficult right now. And I'm, I'm telling you these, the no fans thing in the big 10, it is great for the road team and terrible for the home team. That's yeah. that's been my deduction out of the two games I've been to, because in week one Michigan State had no energy and Rutgers was fired up, and then yesterday in Ann Arbor Michigan had looked like no energy and Michigan State was uh, ready to play. And I don't, that could just be coincidence. But I'm telling you, you when you're a team like Michigan, you expect to win. Same way, same way Michigan State was a week before. You, you kind of have a little slow start. You normally have that crowd there to kind of get you going you get the big roars you know all that all that stuff's missing and it just feels different it feels it's hard yeah. to explain that's what, so it leaves me thinking are we, are, it's just hard to draw any real big grand conclusions this year that said uh michigan well, here's giving it, it back here, here's one here's one conclusion that i'll draw okay um that michigan state is better than we thought well <laughs> um and I'm not going to say that they're great, but, you know, and I did point this out, you know, I mean, you know, I hate to pat ourselves on the back, but I did take an opportunity to do that yesterday because we did talk last week on this recap edition after the loss to Rutgers where Michigan State fans were freaking out. And rightfully so. I mean, look, you lose the Rutgers. Rutgers has, of course, been, the you know, the, the, the doormat of the Big Ten for so long. But you and I both point out that we believed there were some positives in that game. And it's, it's ridiculous as, as that sounds for a team that had no running game and had seven turnovers. Uh, both of us came away a little bit saying, wait a minute, there, there were some things to like here, especially defensively. Uh, Rocky Lombardi looked poised. A few different things that we pointed out and we got uh, predictably <laughs> roasted. 
uh, and mocked on, on social media for you know for people you know listening to the podcast um you know and, and and not understanding what the hell we were talking about uh but it was just kind of a gut instinct i mean you, you watch a game yeah you look at the box score and you see seven turnovers that's horrific but if you watch the game you see some things and we saw some things and so that's why i pointed out yesterday um that, you know, going into the Michigan game, none of, neither, none of us expected Michigan State to win the game, of course. Um, but, um, and I put this on Twitter last night, that it didn't entirely stun me that Michigan State won for a couple of reasons. One, it's a rivalry game. Two, it's 2020. I mean, anything has happened in 2020. Um, so, you know, look, we've seen shocking Michigan State wins over Michigan's, Michigan before. What surprised me entirely was how well Mel Tucker put together a game plan and how near flawlessly Michigan state executed that game plan. Those two things to me were eye opening Um, as Michigan state won 27, 24, a lot of little footnotes about this game. Of course, Mel Tucker joined Nick Saban as the only MSU coaches to beat Michigan in their first try. Um, It was, uh, Mel Tucker is the first Michigan State coach to get his first Michigan State win against Michigan. Um, Just, uh, you know, a lot of footnotes about this game, 27-24. Michigan State's the first first time Michigan State went to the big house, won a game where they never trailed since 1984. (laughs) And, and of course, the quarterback in 1984 was some guy named Jim Harbaugh. Um, Anyway, uh, just, you know, so much to recap about this game, but I think it starts with MSU looked entirely prepared. And Michigan did not. Well, right. And that's, and, and we talk about, were you surprised? Were you surprised they won? What I was surprised at was that when I watched that game, it didn't look like an upset. No. This thing was an upset on paper. But right. when you watched it, there were not fluke plays. There wasn't a lot of crazy stuff. You know, sometimes when it's a true they made, upset. They made great plays. They made but, great plays. But, but what I'm saying is, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like weird bounces and all this no. stuff where you're like, how the better team's clearly not winning. If you watch that game objectively at all, what you came away with was Michigan State was 100% better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just – now, I'm not saying if they played 10 times, it plays out the same way. But yesterday, on Saturday, Michigan State was the better team. It was clear. Uh, I, I mean, they didn't they didn't make a mistake. I mean, well, okay, that's they, simplifying they made, it. Did they make they a mistake? Made, sure. They but made, they didn't – They Well, no turnovers for either team. Right. And so there you can take the fluke out of it. Right. There were no turnovers. It was a relatively clean game. Uh, Michigan State made one mistake that I thought was going to really cost them, and it was the stupid um, taunting penalty. Oh, um, you're right. That, that was Shakur, the one yeah. thing. And uh, people on Twitter were just, oh, what a stupid call. No, that was the right call. I mean, he was stood was over him. He stood 100%. over him. You know, he stood over yeah. him. I mean, I didn't even see the flag. I was watching the streaming version. I didn't see a flag. But as soon as he did it, I'm like, oh, my God, what a dumb yeah. play. And, of course, the flag. Come, that was the only mistake. Um uh, mental error, I guess I would call it. I mean, you can quibble about whether Mel Tucker should have gone for it on the one time where Cowan made the kick or, you know, should have gone for it on the time Cowan missed the kick, whatever. You can quibble about that. But it was just a, a, I mean, a mostly flawless game. And it was, that was the, to me, was the most, for seeing a team turn the ball over seven <laughs> times, um, nine times if you count the turnover on downs in week one to go from that to go to this flawless 
I mean, that's got to wake you up about Mel Tucker a little bit. Uh, I, I agree. I, I think that that's one of the big takeaways in this game is that you you might have a coach here who uh, can get things fixed in a hurry. And also, I believe that you have a coach who these players believe in. And I think that that's key, too. I mean, he you could see it yesterday from the beginning. This team believed they could win. And they they carried that throughout the entire game. You could see the yeah. confidence growing with each drive, and and uh, just a, a lot to uh, be impressed with about Michigan State. Well, and I'll tell you too that the, the Tucker thing. You're right. I think it shows that these guys are buying in. And I I've heard I heard rumblings after last week that people oh there, there's been players unhappy since before this. Come on, it's a first of all it's a new coach. If you're going to tell me when a new coach comes in that all 105 guys. Are, are all fired up every single day about every decision being made. You're out of your mind. Okay. That's just reality, but it's pretty convenient to say after you play a game and turn it over seven times, this proved to me that this team as a whole is absolutely buying into this guy and his staff. And we saw that. And the other one, other conclusion I'll take and, and Rocky Lombardi, how did he put it after the game? Uh, we got a lot of dogs out there or whatever. I'm telling you what this receiving group my goodness, they've got some different. They got some difference makers. Trey Mosley didn't play. He now he got hurt in that opener. He dressed, went through warmups, but didn't play. Just think of Trey Mosley's in their lineup. Ricky White probably doesn't play that much, but they tried to. Michigan was like, "We're taking Jaden Reed out of this game." I mean, he didn't get a lot of targets. Michigan did a good job with him, but Ricky White, Jalen Naylor again. You can you take those three guys. Trey Mosley when he's healthy. Oh my goodness, I I, I don't know if I knew this was coming. But holy moly, he has got some weapons on the outside. Man, that was that was impressive. I didn't see Ricky White coming. <laughs> I'll, be sure, I'll be sure of that. I mean, he was a fairly. I mean, he's he's like all these Michigan State recruits, right? A three star guy that some people overlook. Late in his senior year, he really came on. The, the impressive thing about Ricky White from Georgia, he was one of the early commits to Mark D'Antonio's class. Mm-hmm. Had a great senior year. A lot of SEC teams started coming after him. And he stuck to that commitment even after the, you know, when, when I, I know Mark didn't leave till afterward, but there's chances guys could have said to hell with this. I'm out. Yeah, and he stuck yeah. and he stuck to that. And it surely paid off for both of them in the second, his second game. So that, there, there's some weapons out there and he's, yeah, it was the, man, it was what, what an introduction the, to the rivalry. Yeah. It was the Ricky and Rocky show uh, for sure. Yesterday. Um, just, uh, just some amazingly talented catches. Um, yeah. Rocky was good. Ricky was fantastic. Um, I think, I mean, it was pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, you still, and, and you go back to the game plan and clearly they had a plan and they exploited the corners uh, for Michigan. They took advantage. They saw that the, the officials were calling some light, you know, tugs and some light pass interference. And, and so Michigan state kept exploiting that. And yeah, were- that's what good coaches do. You see how the game is going and evolving then you continue to do what works. And that's what they did. They kept going to the outside. Um, you know, I think they, they targeted the outside, you know, several times and either the ball was caught or there was a pass interference call in Michigan. And then there was a couple incompletions, but for the most part, and that's where I go back to the game plan. I mean, it was just flawlessly executed. And yeah, um, and there, it's funny. White's white's biggest catch on that last drive that ended with Connor Hayward's touchdown it was his toughest catch and he was the most clearly interfered with on that play. Oh, I know. And I there know. was no, I mean, the I guy know. was pulling him down by the Jersey, whatever. He still makes the catch. Um, but you're right. They absolutely targeted that. They knew the corners at Michigan. That was the question mark of that defense. 
and it proved to be the way to do it. The other thing that was key about this is they didn't run. Here's the funny thing. Michigan State runs for 126 yards. I don't know where those yards came from. (laughs) But but an average game, you run for 126 126 yards, you're not, nobody's batting an eye, right? No Mm -hmm. one's, everyone's like, yeah, great. You didn't run the ball that well. But they ran for 50 yards last week. So that's a significant improvement. And just the fact that they were able to run a little bit Mm-hmm. helped in that game plan and they didn't go away from it i know there's times people are flipping out when you run off tackle for a yard you're wondering what in the hell they're doing but that's key to have that balance so that you're able to get those guys one-on-one with those corners so they can make those plays so yeah i mean where did the 126 come from I, yeah I, I mean that's surprised by that number honestly because well uh, jordan simmons had 28 on one so that was, okay all right so that was a, that was a chunk of it there but you know it was just those four or five yards here and there and it it I know, probably, I know. I know. He probably had a few too, didn't he? Yeah, he ran a what did he have? They got him yeah. for 19 yards. Yeah. So, and there were no sacks of the technical. Yeah, he didn't get sacked. That's the crazy thing. No sacks, no turnovers. <coughs> um, Let's see, just a you know a pretty you know like you said there was no you can't there was nothing you could point to that was fluky about this from the beginning of the game. Michigan State took it to Michigan, and, and I'll uh, give yeah I'll give the offensive line a little credit. I mean, again, the, the rushing numbers weren't eye-popping, but they were a significant improvement. Right. Didn't, didn't get sacked. Um, so that that unit, as I'm watching back the game a little bit this morning, played a lot better in terms of their assignments. Now, it's, that doesn't mean they're still beating every guy physically one-on-one. There's good players over there on Michigan side, but you didn't see a lot of the the mistakes in terms of where you're supposed to be, who's blocking who that you saw that first game. And Matt Allen was out this game. We don't He wasn't dressed. We don't know hurt or whatever, but Nick Samak played. Played really well. Nick Samek had the key block on that winning touchdown, or the what proved to be the winning touchdown on Connor Hayward's screen pass. J.D. Duplain played a lot at left guard. So you're starting to see some shifts up front. But overall, I think that group played much, 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 much better. Um, still might not physically overpower some other teams, but at least they were much better assignment-wise in this game than the first one. What was the final line on this game? By the time they kicked off, it was like 21 and a half, I think, by kickoff. Yeah, I guess that was the the worst upset then for Michigan since App State in 2007. Um, so, uh, but you was know, like, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you know, which the funny thing about that App State game, by the way, just a little side note, is that um, I think App State was what F, they weren't even the same division, right, back then. Had they, uh, yeah, I don't know if they had they, shift, they had the shift yet. yet. They, they hadn't yeah. yet because they had won the national championship in the lower division the year before. And, so we didn't actually have a line because they we the lines that we got at the news they didn't include cross division you know cross. Why do we game. make up our own line? So, so our sports editor Phil Ashura made up a line. <laughs> I think it was like in the forties or something. <laughs> he just threw out a line, and of course that was uh, not to be. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, a lot, so much good uh, about this, and I think Mel Tucker bought himself about five years. <laughs> just, <laughs> he certainly. Just, he, uh, I would say know, certainly bought himself. Turn, yeah. This yeah, year, at least. Yeah. It was a quick turnaround. And uh, again, look, you know, yeah, you don't like to lose the Rutgers, but I also think that Rutgers wasn't, you know, and we talked about that too. Rutgers isn't the Rutgers of last year, the year before. I mean, they played an okay game against Indiana yesterday. I mean, uh, by the way, all these big 10 games were, none of them were blowouts. And, uh, and so you're starting to see maybe, you know, it's a, it's a weird year. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, let, I'm sitting here this morning trying to do the Big Ten rankings, and uh, you put Ohio State first, and after that, good luck. I, and then it's like, you know, and then like, where do you put Penn State? I mean, yeah, they're zero and two, but they're not a they're not a bad team. And it's like, 
Yeah, they uh, lost by one in overtime and right. to Ohio State. I, you know, yeah, it's it's tricky. Uh, but yeah, just running down the score. I mean, the one, I mean, the one that eye popping one. I think for all of us, and, and we talked last week about Michigan and how good they looked against Minnesota. Well, some of the shine came off that on Friday night when we saw Minnesota lose to Maryland, forty-five to forty-four in overtime. Um, horrific, uh, you know, and um, and so I think that. We, we raved about Michigan last week and that right there watching that on Friday night was like, okay, yeah. let's see what happens now. And so for, even from that point, I was like, maybe there's something here about Michigan that maybe isn't as great as we thought. And uh, they had weaknesses yesterday. No question. Uh, obviously we talked about the corners. Um, uh-huh. Milton still looked pretty good, but again, I mean, he, you know, he, uh, uh, he, he throws these hundred mile an hour fastballs that I just don't think are uh, are the play a lot of the time. He needs to find some touch. Uh, well, some the other thing, passes. yeah, the other thing too is they didn't. I mean, they ran the ball 150 yards, but they didn't have outside of breaking a couple. They never really, really, in my opinion, got the running game going. No, you know, so state's defense stuffed them quite a bit. Yeah, uh, Michigan. It's like I look at Michigan State's defense, and it's like they didn't have like these big, huge momentum shifting plays, but they just played solid all game. You know, they didn't get beat for anything deep. They didn't give up any huge chunk plays. I mean, the longest play they had, there was like a 20, uh, let's see, I got 26 yard pass play. That was it. They, that was the only pat the play over 20 a, yards. I think that was a big one too. I think that was a third down one. Might've been, but it's like you, they, yeah. it was just, it was just solid. They didn't make yeah. a ton of mistakes. They didn't give up big plays, especially that last drive when they have to, so they go up 10 and I know Michigan ends up scoring, but they take almost the whole clock. Yeah, the whole clock. It was over. I mean, you know, yeah, it, was, it was just yeah. a really solid defensive performance. And I think you're, and that's, and again, that's a lot of new guys playing a lot of young guys that haven't had a lot of time outside of Antoine Simmons and Jacob Panasuk and maybe Naquan Jones. Other than that, I mean, Xavier Henderson's played a decent amount, but there's a lot of new guys, and that was pretty impressive because I just think they were really solid all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Fox broadcast, I don't know how much you got to see, but, <laughs> but they, they were um, they uh, they raved about Michigan State's defense, and, um, and they even raved about that last drive, which you mentioned, which, yeah, they gave up the touchdown, but what did they do in the process? They took all the time off the clock, and the game was over. I mean, yeah. they basically iced it by giving up a touchdown. I mean, basically, I mean, that's what they did. Well, they, that's didn't how... any, they didn't allow any big plays. And yeah. um, it was uh, fascinating. I don't know what the hell was going on at the end of the game with the, you know, Fox is showing two timeouts. And then one well, they were wrong. And, I mean, yeah. and, you know, we didn't know what the hell. We're like, wait a minute. Well, and then that's where you started to think, okay, we are going to get our fluky finish here. Yeah, well, all it was was Fox didn't, they didn't have the graphic right. Michigan had three timeouts. Yeah. What happened is on the, towards the end of that scoring drive, when they th- everyone thought Michigan took a timeout, it was an official's timeout for an injury, and it was a defensive player injury. Don't, now, as I'm watching this and they're announcing it, I'm like, I don't know who the hell is hurt. I didn't see that, but Michigan opted to not take the timeout, and so they placed the ball and started the clock right away. So you saw Michigan running up to get ready, and then they placed it and started the clock. So they didn't use the timeout there, and I think the people on TV, so everyone watching was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, we were confused. Yeah, we we were we weren't quite understanding why we were why uh, we yeah. were still watching Mel Tucker run the ball <laughs> Right, and that <laughs> otherwise you'd just need yeah because that's you know with the three timeouts you're like well clearly you're not going to be able to run it out so you have to and that led yeah. to the Rocky Lombardi sneak on fourth down which was interesting because he told us after that 
you know, we saw him try and draw everybody off sides for one and then take a timeout. And then Mel Tucker told him, if you don't get them off sides and you think it's there, it's up to you. Go for it. Yeah. And Rocky said, okay, it's there. Yeah. Let's go for it. And uh, it's such a ballsy play. Um, yeah. It was, know, I mean, you don't get it. And, uh, you know, because you're a in shot. a, yeah, you're in a weird spot. You're like the 36 ish. You can't really, you can't really, you yeah. can't, you're not going to go for a field goal, obviously. You can't punt. Right. I mean, you, you know, you're probably, you know, punting is not going to do you much good. Um, but if you don't get that two yards, I mean, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And it, if you go there and don't get it, I mean, Michigan's got about, yeah. I don't know, 35 yards to go, 30 yards to get yeah, to be I mean, in Nordine's range. Not that it's a gimme, but. No, it's not a gimme. And it's not, and, and they have no timeouts. So it's tricky. They had to make some first downs. But um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, that was a, it was the perfect finish for Michigan State to a perfect performance. I mean, it was just like, you know, basically them saying, we're, we've got this game. We're going to take it. We're not just going to, you know, sit back and, and see if it happens. And that, you know, that's what, you know, I kind of expected watching this game because we all expected Michigan State to lose. Michigan State gets up early, you know, they take, they take the quick lead and you're like, okay, you know, you, you kind of start to expect when's this game going to flip, you right. know, and it just never did. And you could, and, you know, and it's because Michigan State didn't sit back. I mean, they basically took it to Michigan. Uh, and uh, some of those, you know, I mean, the huge drive, I think the, the, the key drive was starting at the two yard line or wherever they were in that big pass out to the right, um, you know, for 40 yards or 30 yards or whatever um, yeah. was, I mean, they, but they had so many of those plays though, too. It was just an impressive performance. I don't know where Michigan state goes from here. I don't know if that, who knows if that's their only win of the year or if they, whatever. I mean, but you definitely, see that there are some pieces here that, I mean, uh, Lombardi was good. Like I said, I mean, he doesn't have the perfect throw. I mean, he, he's under a lot. He's over a lot, but uh, he's got some weapons and he didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. And that's, uh, so, that's the uncertainty too. Now they go to Iowa right. and Iowa, Iowa's and two after they blew yeah, a 17 Iowa. point lead. I, I don't know what's going on Northwestern there. Northwestern and is Northwestern two and oh now. They are two and zero. Do you want to know the two and zero teams in the Big Ten right now besides I'm Ohio State? Uh, let's see. Well, North Indiana, West. which is legit, Indiana. as anyone who yeah. listened to this podcast would know, we said from the beginning, is, Indiana is legit. Purdue. Is Purdue? Purdue, right Purdue, and Northwestern. Yeah, Purdue. just like we all expected. Well, Purdue yeah. played an Illinois team, and and this is just gets us into the COVID mess. We know Wisconsin, Nebraska was canceled because Wisconsin was overrun. Who did Wisconsin play in the first game? Illinois. Illinois was down to their fourth quarterback yeah. yesterday. They were out about 12, 13 guys. Yeah. And so they were severely limited. Not that they're very good to begin with, but you're playing your fourth string quarterback and they came back and still had a chance at the end of the game to score a tying touchdown. Yeah. So I'm not so sure we're, you know, beating the Purdue drum too loudly right now, but they're two and oh, so. Oh, hey, uh, 2-0 in a shortened season, it could, yeah. uh, could go a long way. But, uh, just and Illinois is supposed to play – oh, no, Purdue is supposed to play Wisconsin next week. We don't know what's going on there. Wisconsin's uh, numbers are still high. That's uh, going to yeah. be interesting to see how that plays out. But we knew this was coming. We knew we were going to get this. Uh, that won't be the only Big Ten game canceled this year. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah, think of that, though. The very first game the Big Ten played, the first game, was Wisconsin-Illinois. Yeah. And then by the next week, Wisconsin's not playing, and Illinois was severely, severely hindered. By yeah, the so, now you, so now you keep an eye on Purdue and you see what you know yeah. what happens to them right. moving forward. I mean, it's this is what we're living with. If you're going to play football, you know there's going to be these risks and uh, so on. But just to run down the scores, um, 
quickly, MSU 27-24, obviously. Ohio State 38-25. Didn't see much of that game last night, um, but uh, it seemed like it was pretty much in Ohio State's Yes. For the most part, they, in there, man. They, they jumped out fast in Penn State. I mean, they hung in there, but how'd you like to be Penn State right now, Owen? Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm only. kidding. Uh, Indiana beats Rutgers 37 21. Did you see that last play? The, <laughs> that, I don't know if you saw this. I didn't last, see it. I heard oh, someone talking goodness. about it. It was, uh, it was his last. I mean, uh, the game's basically over. Indiana wins 37 21, but Rutgers gets the ball and they do this lateral. I don't know how many times. It must have been 15. 15 different times laterally and the guy ends up scoring. They call it back for some dumbass reason. Like just <laughs> let the damn thing stand. I mean, it's, a, hey, it's by, a li- by the way, you said have, have I, did we talk about it in the last pod and I'll bring it up the stupid blindside block rule. Oh, uh, can yeah. we stop anyway? The you're some stupid rule. You made me think of that. So anyway, yeah, Michigan God. State got hindered on that once oh. yesterday. Um, I'm waiting for know. someone to on a blindside block to actually get hit hard. Like the reason for the rule. Like none yeah. of these guys are uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, check out that clip though, Rutgers. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, Purdue obviously beats uh, Illinois 31 24, Northwestern 21 20 over Iowa. Northwestern, there's a team that uh, you were, you, uh, that would be your probably biggest surprise at this point, uh, outside of uh, Penn State, I guess. Um, yes. I mean, yes. you Penn, but again, you figured, you figured yeah. Penn State would be one on one. You didn't figure Penn State would be. No, but uh, Northwestern, I'm putting right there with Purdue as the two yeah. and zero. Really? Okay, we'll see. But, but I mean, they, didn't they annihilate Maryland last week? They and then, did. And then they Maryland did. comes out this week in 45-44 of a Minnesota, which you know again takes a lot of shine off Minnesota and also yeah. takes some shine off of Michigan. Well, I think um, we can draw the conclusion that Minnesota doesn't know how to play defense after getting up 49 to 45. So yeah, that would that would be a problem um, for them. So. Um, what can we take away from Michigan really quickly? Um, from what you saw, uh, I mean, the Harbaugh heat is enormous right now. I mean, the record levels of the heat that he's taking on social media. And it is. Things. And I, it, and you know what? This, he's won it. He's yeah. one in six against Michigan state and Ohio state. Um, at, uh, that's at home. No, right? no, no, no. At yeah. home. Yeah. Cause he's three, that's three at home. overall. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's only won. beaten Michigan state once there. Yeah. So between them and Ohio State, one and six at, at yeah. the big house against those two teams, and then to me, 20, it's the, twenty-nine yeah. and zero against everybody else at home. To me, it's the same old story. I mean, Michigan is a good team. They're a very good team. They're a great program, but they're not. They're they're not an elite program, and that's I think what drives people nuts is because they walk around like they are, but the the results haven't changed. I mean, they just simply haven't, and you wonder what it is that's going to change it because they're clearly not going to go beat Ohio State, right? I mean, how in the Harbaugh, world? Well, everyone said they, you know, all right, they got to get their quarterback. Harbaugh's got to get his quarterback, and he might have him right now. He might have him, and I think he Joe might have will, him. He will be really good. good. Yeah, but it's like, how do they continually not get it done in these sort of games? It just mm. is routine, and you start to wonder because they've got good players. So then you have to look at what's going on during the week. And for whatever it is, they haven't found a way to get it done in these sort of games. It's it's become routine to where I, I understand Michigan fans if they're like, what in the world? The, the big question is, this is the guy who was, this was it. This was the guy to finally put them over the top. What happens when he's not it? Right? And I I think, what are we, six years in? Five years in? This is year six. Uh, how much more do you need to tell you? I mean... Uh, look, there's a lot of programs that would love to win nine, ten games every year. So it's not like it's a mess. 
but right. that's but not you, but that's you, not you why bring, he's here. You didn't bring Jim Harbaugh into yeah. Harbaugh. So what is what is go, your next go move? To Citrus Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, I, 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 like, I like Joe Milton, but he made a comment after the game. Oh God. Uh, about uh, about uh, Simmons, right? Yeah, Antoine, Antoine Simmons. Okay, so he makes a comment. They asked him about him, and he's what did he say? Something like he said he's oh, not. Wasn't, he wasn't on my radar. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> first of all, that's complete BS. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to sell me that the best defensive player on the opposing team is not on your radar. And if he wasn't, way, if he wasn't, then we know then there's a little a issue. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, but I just don't buy that. I just think it's, no. you know, it's typical, you know, trying to, you know, whatever. It's, it was fun yes. hearing, uh, hearing Antoine Simmons respond to that because Antoine Simmons is a pretty, pretty easygoing guy. And he just kind of laughed at it, <laughs> you know, and he's, that's when he's like, man, I don't care. I got Paulie B coming back with me. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, come on, man. Way, and we didn't really talk much about Simmons, but, um, he was in on just about every defensive play yesterday. It well, 11 like, tackles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 11 tackles, but I mean, he I mean, that doesn't even begin to tell the story. I mean, he he was the one who snuffed out basically every Michigan run. I mean, he knew what was going on. I mean, he was in on everything. And, well, what about uh, the play where he knocked down the the pass in the end zone almost intercepted it on that yeah. when Michigan was running the Wildcat for some reason not using <laughs> Joe Milton. I don't yeah. know why. But yeah. that play probably works if not for Antoine Simmons. Yeah. Jumping through he, the air, knocking it down, almost intercepting it. He is uh, looking like uh, one of the elite uh, defenders in the Big Ten, and it's going to be fun to watch him uh, continue because yesterday he really kind of had a little bit of a I – mean, I know he, he had a good season last year. He was what honorable mention of Big Ten and whatever he was. Um, but uh, he certainly has uh, – that, yeah. uh, that was a big day for him. Too, and I, I, gave, I gave the linebackers a hard time last week and Noah Harvey – played really well yeah, yeah, yeah he had 11 tackles too a couple for loss so he much better game from him than we saw in the first game again it's the same we saw with the offensive line there was a lot of that first week of not being where they're supposed to be and it's just part of that is they haven't done it a lot so right. uh, it's kind of i guess it's natural to see they're gonna they're gonna get better and he was he was better at that and uh, yeah yeah well they're like you know you know a lot of the things that we liked in the Rutgers game we we liked in the Michigan State or the Michigan game in the defense and Rocky Lombardi's poise, um, and uh, and we like that. We still, I mean, you still need to, you still need to see um, what they're going to do with the running game because yeah, they had the 120 some yards, but uh, they still got to figure that out. Um, yeah, but, needs to but, needs to know, keep going. If it keeps going in this direction, yeah, you feel good, but you need to keep I mean, keep Rocky, progress yeah, each week. Rocky Lombardi's not going to be able to throw, you know, make four or five, you know, thirty-five yard passes, you know, you know, and drop them on a dime every game. Well, and the other teams yeah. see this too. That that Michigan exactly. State, they've got weapons, and we now we need to know. Now we know what we need to stop in Michigan State, and now you're going to see teams saying, "Okay, run it on us." If, yeah, yeah. Ricky know? White's Ricky White's going to have company from here on out. There's no question. Well, when you uh, if you have him yeah. out there with Jaden Reed, with Jalen Naylor, you've got a lot of yeah. weapons. So yeah. mm-hmm. if you can, if you but can again, find a way to run the ball, exactly. Oh. If you establish that, um, you're going to have a much better time with those guys because right now those guys are going to get a lot of attention moving forward. We know that. Um, moving forward, uh, MSU's at Iowa. Um, Iowa, of course, loses Northwestern 21-20 this week. U of M goes to Indiana. I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, uh, yeah, Michigan I mean, could very easily be one and two. Yes, they could next week. Easily. Very, Michi- Michigan, there's a chance Michigan State will be two and one, and Michigan will be one and two. There's a there's a there's a legitimate chance of that. Um, I, I, I remember before this thing started, 
I said if they can come out of the first three weeks two and one, that would be a huge thing. Now, right, and you didn't. I wouldn't have. This, you no, know, you didn't expect yeah. it to go this way. But I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed uh, the one could have been Rutgers. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as, but still, I don't think that changes. You come out of the first three weeks two and one of an eight game season, considering, especially considering what we saw in the first week. Right, you got to be feeling now. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They still got to actually go beat Iowa. Sure. But if they manage to do that, and you see, and you see that running game get a little bit better, a little bit better, you got to start feeling pretty good. I know the schedule yeah. is not easy down the road, but you, you just got to feel good about the direction of where this program's going. You know, they're yeah. not going to win the Big Ten this year, win the national title, well, but you want to see those small, small big, steps, yeah. and it's coming from it's coming from young guys. Well, yeah, you know. So the big, the, the big thing again is that it's it's nobody, you know. Mel Tucker's new to the fan base. Okay, yes, he was a grad assistant under Saban. Most of the fans don't have any comprehension of what he did when he was here before. He's a new guy. No, not many Michigan State fans watched Colorado last year. I mean, <laughs> this is a new guy. And yes, they like the name, they like the pedigree, they like the resume, but they didn't really know who. Mel Tucker was and uh, what kind of coach he was. What they learned this week is the man is prepared um, and the man can get his team to believe in itself. And I think those are yeah. the two biggest things. And I think that's why, you know, yes, the win against Michigan State is gr- or Michigan is great for Michigan State, but learning those two things is huge. Um, and uh, to learn it so quickly in this season uh, where this season was expected to be kind of a little bit of, of a throwaway season. Um, you know, is, is big. And he bought himself a lot of uh, capital here with, uh, with this win. Uh, just yep. not that they just, not that they won, you know, cause again, how they won was, um, yeah. and that goes right to the, you, you have to assume that goes right to the top. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he's a motivator clearly. I mean, even on the sidelines, things are going bad, you know, the, the, the stupid, the stupid taunting penalty, you know, you're at, you, know, <laughs> you know, he has a chat with him. You know, the missed field goal, he's clapping, he's whatever, move on. Uh, there's, you know, he clearly has this team believing. And I think that uh, we learned a lot about Mel Tucker this week, more than maybe anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that, for Michigan State fans, is a positive sign moving forward. I well, think you're, you're right, because I think after first week, they were – I know there was people like, uh, hmm. Of course, of course. You know? well, there and I get that it. wanted but... him gone. I mean, you look at social no, media, yeah. and it's like one game in, and it's like that's the end of the Mel Tucker era. Well, uh, that's from people. That's from people that also think every every play is supposed to work. You know what I mean? Like every time there's a uh, run that doesn't go for, you know, uh, nine ten yards, you get everyone telling you the offensive coordinator is an idiot and bring Dave Warner back. It's like, come on, folks, it, right. let's settle down. But I think you're right. We. I thought this week was 99% about Mel Tucker and realizing yeah, he's, yeah. these guys are buying in and it doesn't guarantee anything, but you got to feel pretty good about the direction they're heading because this hasn't, hasn't been easy. And they've, it was, it was, it was impressive. It, it was, it was impressive to see how they were prepared. So right, absolutely. We'll see where it goes from here. Absolutely. I know you got a lot of work to do. You got Big Ten power rankings, which are coming out today. Check good luck on those. Yeah, everyone, everyone, send me what you think they should be, and I'll figure. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Billy Martin managed the Tigers and just threw the names in the hat and pulled yeah. them all out. Um, yeah, uh, and so uh, you got Big Ten power rankings coming. Um, you'll be uh, previewing all week long the the big game at Iowa, which again we talk about. You know, this is a weird year. There's no fans. It's tough to go on the road to Iowa. 
but maybe not now, <laughs> you know, now this is maybe not the time that it really is. Um, so, um, MSU is at Iowa, U of M is at Indiana, you and Angelique and Neo and Wojo will have all the content and coverage previewing the games uh, at DetroitNews.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Charbonneau. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Paul1994. But again, I would wait till after Tuesday to follow me on Twitter if you don't already. Um, just two I'm going to be days. following just on Tuesday. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, I know. I think a lot of people will. By the way, it was funny because uh, about two months ago, I said how many, I, I put out on Twitter how many followers will I lose before November 3rd? Um, and my, my over under was 500. Um, I've actually gained two. <laughs> no way, really? Frame. I've gained two. So um, for whatever wow. that means. But anyway, yeah. So uh, follow, follow Matt on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Um, and then DetroitNews.com, all the content leading into the game. This has been the Big Ten weekend recap edition of the Green Room. We'll try to get you a regular episode of the Green Room sometime this week to look ahead to those games. Uh, but other than that, I think that's it. I think Matt's got to go uh, polish off his kids' Halloween candy. So Hey, hey, come on now. I, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, man. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you later in the week. That's it for the All Green right. Room. Bye. Bye.